Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. HN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of sports yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. Hey, everyone. It's Scott from Marty's Illegal Stick Hockey Podcast and the Zamboni Time Machine. If you want to create your own podcast, the best option to make that happen is Anchor. If you ever heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, and who doesn't like free? There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, what's up, hockey fans, and welcome to episode number 53 of Marty's Illegal Stick, recorded here on Tuesday night, 11, uh, November 30th, 2021, and we're live. We're doing the live thing, so we're, we're giving it our best shot to just make it all the more entertaining for all our, the hockey fans out there. So anyways, I'm your host, Scott Kinville, and we have got a great show lined up for you. But before we get going, I just want to give you a quick update on our producer, Dave the Save Warner. I uh, told you a couple weeks ago he's been really sick and battling some serious health issues. Well, I'm here and I'm glad to report that he is doing much better. Uh, he's on the road to recovery. Um, as you can see, we're not quite in the studio yet. We're still doing this from home because I got to tell you something. With Dave's studio setup and my limited knowledge, there's no way this is going to happen. Uh, his wife said, he goes, oh, she goes, no, you can go over and use the studio. I go, no, 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 no. If you ever saw Dave's studio, not only what he's got in the studio, but in his office behind the studio, I swear this guy could probably do air traffic control for the entire Northeast. And there's no way I'm getting my hands in on that. So once Dave's back, we'll be back in the studio and uh, we'll be ready to go. So let's get started with this show. So before I bring our guest in, I just want you guys to know, uh, you notice we're a little shorthanded here. Uh, help is on the way. So the professor, Jeremy Roberts, and the macho Dom, Dom Real are running a little bit late tonight. They will be joining us via satellite as soon as they can get free and hop on the show. But in the meantime, I want to bring in our guest. You know our guest as one of the co-hosts and the producer of the First News with Keeler in the Morning on WIBX 950 AM radio out of Utica. And he's also a Comet super fan. I want to bring in the one and the only Mr. Andy Derminio. Andy, what's going on? How's it going, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, Scott, it's good to be with you. I did to tell you right now, those two, what are slackers? I mean, 730. What the, that's what we said. We've known yeah. about this time for hours, for days. Yeah, and I don't even want to hear that, oh, it was 730 Eastern? I thought you meant Central. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's what I'm waiting for, right? Although I'm a Green Bay fan, uh, Green Bay Packers football fan, and uh, they, I, you know, if you're on their website, you follow their social media, they put a lot of their times in Central time, so... Oh, yeah. Oh, I know exactly how you feel because I'm, a, I'm an L.A. Kings fan and I'm an L.A. Rams fan, which, by oh, the way, uh, way, way, to, way to spank us all over the field this week. And no, you know what? They deserved it. They, they just I, I'm watching this game going, oh, my God, I'm, 
<laughs> I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but I was telling my cousin, uh, Matthew, who's also a Yankees fan like I am, you know, the Rams are like doing the Yankees thing. Oh, let's just try and, you know, go and, and get all these players that are kind of trailing off. No disrespect yeah. to Von Miller, but uh, OBJ, yeah, yeah. we didn't get him. I'll tell you what. I, I know, man. It, you know, I'll tell you, it's hard to watch, too, because Staff, Matthew Stafford started off so great this season. And now Listen, it's like he's, I, he's, I know totally he's, been, he's been in the division a while. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, Rams want to take Stanford? Fine. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, well, you know what, though? It's a long season, so there, I'm sure we can bungle up some more. That, I'm not worried about That's that. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're really here to talk about hockey. So. That's right. So let's uh, let's get right back to our hockey here, and most notably our Utica Comets. And I'm going to tell you something, man. They have been awesome. They are now 15-1-0-0, uh, heading into tomorrow night's game against Belleville, the Belleville Senators at the Adirondack Bank Center. So, Andy, let me ask you first off, what do you think makes this team so special? Well, it's just there's so many guys, you know. I mean, again, I've got all sorts of information and stats. I like to be accurate. So, I mean, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven guys on the roster that are averaging a point a game. Um, and, you know, it's just – it's not even the fact that they're beating teams. They're beating teams badly. Yeah. And, it's you know, they're, they're blowout – it's a blowout win, you know, when they win. You know, we've had a couple close calls and – We've had to play from behind a couple times, but watching this team is unlike anything else. And I'll tell you, it's it's so interesting sometimes, and, and people might get frustrated at me for saying this, but it's so interesting. And everybody was so negative when you know we found out Vancouver's leaving, and now we're going to have the Devils, and what's it going to be like? But then those same people are like, "Oh, see, I told you." you know? <laughs> this town is a hockey town. And, you know, you have to give props to Gary Heenan of Utica College for kind of planting that seed. And then, and then Rob Esch and, uh, and George Murad and Frank Duras and his, their whole crew, their whole ownership team that have uh, recognized, you know, there's a lot of good people that are helping our area move forward. And what they recognize is you have to highlight your attributes. It's like what Hitch uh, – or no, it was what uh, what what was the forty old virgin when they were trying to tell him how to make attributes, you know? And we've got people here that are recognizing that, right? This is a hockey town, and it always has been, and it just it just needed that right combination of things. And so this team is really good, and they're bringing energy, and you know, even it, it doesn't matter at this point because what what Rob and the team have done for the odd. And what Gary started with the with the with the odd and now the Adirondack Bank Center with the renovations with with packing the house. I mean, you could probably any any time we've had a player on to interview them or a coach or anything uh, on our program, they say the same thing. They can't believe they cannot believe the atmosphere. You know, the AHL isn't you know used to stuff like that. That's why you saw the AHL have the All Star Game twice in three years in Utica. Um, because they know the loyalty is there. So that's got to help them. And, uh, you know, I think even if New Jersey continually starts to bring people up and bring people down, we're going to be fine because they're, they're feeding off that energy. So I, I, I'm just it's, – it's a fun time to be uh, a Comets fan. And, you know, you look at Tice Thompson's rookie. Yeah. He's, averaging, he's, he's a rookie. He's averaging two, two goals a game. 
two points per game. It's insane. Yeah. And then, and then the poor guy gets called up to New Jersey, finally gets some NHL time, and now he's out for six months with shoulder surgery. You know? I know. It's tough. Well, everybody's kid. dealing with that, you know? But, you know, I'll tell you, Andy, you make a fantastic point when you talk about what Coach Heenan did with Utica College. And I think, you know, now that kind of gets forgotten a little bit. Yeah. Can't, the, the importance of that cannot be understated because that really was the foundation and the building block for what the, not only just the comics, but what the entire Utica sports or hockey scene is now. And there's just no doubt about it. And you also bring up an interesting point when we said, you know, the Devils are coming in. Oh, man, they were in last place last season. The team couldn't get out of its own way. We're going to be getting this. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. What a what a 180. And, I, you know, we have a listener comment right here from Barry Shelley from the Rink of Dreams. And he said it, he says it the best. Having a first-class coach. There it is right there. That, that is really all. It's very important. We saw that with Travis Green. Uh, yes. Early infancy of the comments, uh, you know, under the Vancouver umbrella. Um, coaching is key. Um, Gary's recruiting efforts. Um, and Gary, and, and you know, I remember when I started working with Bill, I was just telling you before the show started, I, was, I started with Bill when I was 15, 16 years old. I'm 31 now. I've been involved with Bill and, and working with Bill in some capacity from Mongo the intern to where I am now uh, for more than half my life. Right. So I was there when um, Scott Hayes and Gary Heenan and Bill um, got together. That trio got together to form the Teddy Bear Toss, and to really, mm-hmm. you know, that was it. And that, that that's this weekend, by the way. Yes, it is. Keeler all this week. The game is sold out, but you can listen to Keeler all this week for your chance to win a four pack of tickets to that game. Uh, nice, good time. And uh, by the way, just so for anybody who doesn't know, if there are actually people out there that don't know. <laughs> what time is Keeler on? Just for the, the few out there that may not know. 6, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. And odds are, if you don't know, it's probably because you're not up at that time. Yes. You're not going to wake up at that time. <laughs> and can you oh. find that show anywhere else besides the radio? Is it streamed online? Oh, yeah. We've, um, we actually just recently announced the addition of a FM frequency. So you can now get us on the FM dial because people don't even know what AM is. Some people don't even know what AM is. What's uh, that mean? 950. Uh, 106.9 on your FM dial. You can download the free WIBX 950 app, which has many benefits. And we are also streaming on WFXB. So if even if you have basic cable, if you go to channel 6 or 33 or whatever you get Fox on, there is a camera in the studio for three hours that gets us on the television. And I never was a fan of that because I like to go in in the morning and like basically wake up and go in, but now I've got to look somewhat presentable. I know, right? It's so awesome. You got to fix your hair now. Well, I mean, people said I people said I have a face for radio, and I know that's like <laughs> the book, but it's really true. It's, oh not, man! But uh, awesome. but getting back to what I was saying is that so I was there to see kind of the development of what the teddy bear toss and the community involvement meant. So. Um, Gary just has all the ideas. He continues to. He's great recruiting. He has great recruiting skills. And, you know, I remember we were at, so we did a station event where we had the stage for that last playoff game pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was regular season or playoff, but we were, after years of being shafted and screwed and all this stuff, we were going to the big dance, and they had that huge win. And it was such a celebratory night. And then days later, they shut everything down. So 
I know. That, that was so terrible. There's a big ice chip on the shoulder of Gary and the whole team. Um, so I'm really optimistic about this team this year. And uh, it's just awesome that you've got, no matter what weekend, we got home games for hockey and there's two amazing teams. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, we've had Coach Heenan on a couple of times. And, you know, not only is he a great recruiter, the man can tell a story. Oh, yeah, he is. So let he me is. tell you something. <laughs> And we're going to get back to the Pioneers in just a minute. But first of all, just a, some comments news that broke this afternoon, too. Um, Chase DeLeo, team leading scorer Chase DeLeo, has been reassigned back to the Comets. Uh, so he should be in uniform for tomorrow night for the Belleville game. So it kind of looks like, you know, with, with Zetterlin getting sent back and Holtzy getting set back, the band is getting back together. And- well, yeah, and that's, and, and, you know, people people got to realize, right, that wouldn't have happened with Vancouver. I mean, they would have had a, how, how many hours flight now? And now sure. you got Omicron variant that yep. people are getting nervous about. There's one up in Canada. So, I mean, just, just put it, put yourself in a mindset of like, Oh my gosh, if those guys were up in Vancouver and having to come down to Utica, they, who knows when they would play now they're right. on a bus or a train and they're here. Yeah. And that's, that's the incredible part. I mean, it was like when Zetterlin came down. So, the team was actually in Charlotte to play the checkers for the first game there Saturday night. And Zetterlin ended up, I guess he caught a flight from New Jersey down to Charlotte, but the flight was delayed. But oh, he was God. still able to get there on time. Now imagine trying to do that with Vancouver. Oh, I know. Forget it. Right. I mean, that's, you know, so, I mean, it's such an advantage to have the team that close to the parent club. And, but they're, you know, and I, and I think you see it around the AHL and I'm, I'm starting to get sidetracked a little bit here, but I got to say this. There are some uh, NHL teams that have their AHL team in their same city. You know, I'm thinking like Toronto, San Jose, and Winnipeg. Uh, And, you know, to me, that's kind of too close. Because I always thought, like, AHL teams should have their own identity and their own market. Yeah. Whereas that's got to be tough when you're an AHL team competing in the same city as your parent club. Right? I mean, especially if they're playing in separate arenas. But anyways, that's just me getting sidetracked. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I'll tell you, DeLeo coming back is is huge, absolutely huge. And you know what? In watching Holtzy play, now that he's back, yeah, he didn't look all that great up in New Jersey. He got healthy scratched a few times. Let's be, you know, let's be realistic. The kid's 19 years old. My opinion, and I don't know how you think. I think they should probably just leave him back down in Utica for the year or this season, I should say. Let him develop. Let him get used to the North American game because you know, don't forget, he got what 10 games in at Binghamton last year. Yeah, you know. Why do we get used to the North American game this year? It's not going to hurt anything. No, and I mean, at that age, I mean, he's still in his prime. I mean, you look at other pro pro sports, you know, you got some, um, although NBA and NFL are, tip, you know, tending to go younger and, and earlier for, for college kids, you know, trying to get them to go into the draft. But, you know, 19, still very young, um, unless they're in desperate need. I mean, New Jersey's playing relatively well, and, uh, you know, you know, if there really is a need, fine. But I mean, that's what the AHL is. It's a developmental league. And, right. uh, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with letting those guys, you know, have us enjoy them for a little bit and their performance. <laughs> so. Yeah. So Tom Fitzgerald, if you're actually listening to this story, this show, please leave him down in Utica. <laughs> <laughs> please, please. Exactly. Right. So, um, you know, another interesting little tidbit for the Belleville game tomorrow night is uh, Matt Murray was put on waivers by the Ottawa Senators, and he actually cleared two-time Stanley Cup winning goaltender. Who actually we might actually see him tomorrow night. 
I hadn't heard that. So I'm, I'm yeah, it'll be very interesting. Yeah, he's been having a lot of problems this year. I mean, he did have some injury problems too. He's just, you know, he's he's off his game. So I'm, you know, they're probably thinking best to send him down to Belleville. Maybe he can, you know, get back on track and get back to the NHL. Um, but like I said, that would be just another huge thing if we can actually see a two-time Stanley Cup winning goaltender, and we light him up, of course. You know, but yeah, and I mean, how about death when it comes to goaltending? I mean, that, oh. you know, you've got to you have to look at the goaltending performance um, this year. Uh, I mean, you know, you were keeping up points off the board. Um, you had the other team is scoring early, but we're coming back in a second and third, and just. Um, and really having an impact, and that's you know you got to attribute that to the goaltending performance. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, we just uh, we just put an article out on Marty's legal stick today. That, you know, it was a preview of the game tomorrow night. But I'm going to tell you something. Obviously, Akira Schmid and Nico Dawes are the best goaltenders in the AHL, and it's not even close as far as tandem. No. Not even. I mean, you close. can't argue with that. You can't argue with a 15-1-0-0 record. You just can't. No, you you can't, and it's impossible. So don't even bother trying because we're not going to listen. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to hear it. That's right. Okay. So after tomorrow night's game, uh, for the month of December, the Comets are going to play three games at home and eight on the road. Yeah. So let me let me ask you something. Is this is it fair to say that this December schedule will be the best chance for basically the, the rest of the, AH, the HL North division for to bring the Comets back to reality? No. No, I don't think so. Because this team is <laughs> something special. I mean, uh, right. you, you know, being on the road um, to this team is is no impact. The the, the 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 away teams that have to worry are anybody that comes into the Adirondack Bank Center. And you know, right. am I biased? Yeah, but I mean, it's the reality of it. Right. Uh, and it annoys me a little bit that Rochester was the one to give us the loss. But I mean, how many times did we have to beat them? Right. Before that happened, I mean, uh, that's that's just how it is. But I, I don't think this team worries about whether they're uh, uh, on the ice in Utica or anywhere else. It just, I mean, it, it's only a benefit to be at home, but there's no detriment to being away. Sure, sure, absolutely. And I, you know what? Bring back to reality is probably not the best choice of words, but I mean that in the sense of, listen, we did not expect to be 15-1-0-0 at this point. So, I mean, that's, it's been a fantastic treat. And, yeah, you're right about Rochester. You know, it kind of stunk that, you know. But you know what, though? At least it wasn't the Syracuse. Right. Oh, my God, no. But I, but that was one of the things we talked about. I mean, we have played Rochester so much so far this year um, that it's like, are they going to be the new, the new uh, big-time rival? Obviously not geographically, but, you know, when it comes to games, um, I know Rochester really doesn't like us, and I'm – they really shouldn't. But, um, you know, truth be told, we were talking about this uh, on the show the other day after the record was broken and we, we returned from the Thanksgiving break on Monday. Um, usually you get worried when a team goes on a huge winning streak like that. Right. And, and you, you expect them to go on a skit. Yeah. Okay. They lose and then they come back and they win two games. Yeah, they – won one nothing, but they shut a team out and then they won five to two. So I'm not worried. And I think the road the road games will only show the rest of the AHL who they gotta watch out for. Right. Exactly. And it being, you know, again, I'm a little oh, biased. No, I mean there's a lot of truth to that. 
there's a lot of truth to that. But, you know, with that December schedule, there are some tough games coming up. Sure. Uh, they have to go to Springfield. They have to go to Hartford. Uh, and, as a matter of fact, Barry brings up a very good point that now there are a few games in the AHL that have been canceled due to COVID. Uh, the Hartford game tomorrow night has been postponed. Uh, I believe their game, the, there was another game this weekend that was postponed. So with the Comets having to play in Hartford on Saturday, let's uh, let's hope that that whole situation is resolved because that would be kind of a bummer if that game got postponed uh, due to COVID, you know? Yeah, and I have to, you know, and I have to say, um, selfishly for fans' sake, okay, uh, the road game, if they're going to have – uh, have to take a little break or, um, you know, have some delay in the season due to COVID, um, have it be on the road. I hope not. Right. At all. I hope not at all. But um, truthfully, um, we have very high numbers in Oneida County right now. We're at an 8% positivity rate. Okay. Right. And so what the answer is, I don't know. I'm not a medical expert and I don't like to get involved in talking about that, but the sure. numbers are high. And the fact that we've been able to keep these guys safe and COVID-free, knock on wood, for you know, it makes me optimistic that they're handling everything responsibly. They're taking the proper protocol. So, uh, err on the side of optimism for that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I really hope it doesn't get postponed uh, in Hartford on Saturday because uh, one of our Facebook groups for the Comets, uh, Utica Comets Hardcore, has a, a two-bus trip going there for the That's game. I wish I wish I could go because I'm working, but. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if you know about this group. They're awesome. They're I do. Great. I follow for the, for the three stars of the game. They do the three slices of pizza. And I love it. It's awesome. You know, it's so cool. And what's good about it, they're, you know, they're very honest, but again, to be honest with you, there's really no room for criticism of this team this year. So that's been a little right. bit of a nice break from that group to, to observe what's going on. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, you know, and, and it's been said a, a, a time and time and time again, but, the ability that this team has to roll four lines is what I think separates them from the pack. Unbelievable. The depth is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because, I mean, you know, yeah, Rochester's got that big line of, you know, Quinn, Paterka, and now Peyton Krebs, you know, and there's there's other teams in the league that have their big first lines. But once you get past those first lines, even their second lines, then the, the, the drop-off is noticeable. With this yeah. Comets team, you can put one, two, three, four. It doesn't matter. You're right. getting the same, and, and it's the same level of excellence as well. Agreed. Yeah, yeah agreed. there's there's no doubt. But with that said, let me ask you: Who do you think is the MVP of this team so far? Um, you know, it's. I mean, who? I mean, I have to say, DeLeo. I mean, that's pretty pretty much the obvious answer. Um, you know, he's got 14 points on the season. He's in that one point per game category that I had mentioned earlier. Um, when you are performing at the level that he is in the AHL, it's, it's why you see him coming up and down a lot. Um, that's what it's all about. But, I mean, I could say the whole team. I could say the whole – I mean, there's anybody on the team that, that has stepped up or been in a position where, you know, whether it be an assist. And, you know, look at defensively. I gave a lot of credit to the, uh, to the goaltending, but, I mean, they do not let a lot of pucks even near the goalie. Um, right. I mean, the whole team is just great, and that's the point, you know. I mean – can you give team MVP? I think, yeah, the most valuable team. That's what yeah. I would There's not really one guy that's, you know, standing out. I mean, there are a few highlights that are the obvious ones, you know, Holtz and everything else. But I think that for the most part, this is um, a really solid overall team. And, we, you know, you see that in, in all sports, all major sports. The team that gets hot and stays hot and can have that 
chemistry and that gelling and that working together, that's the, you know, that's the team that you will see go far. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously I would have to say uh, DeLeo, but uh, they're all doing very, very well. Oh, no doubt about it. And, you know, and, and again, it goes right back to everybody contributing. And if you look at it, you know, even, you know, we talk, we think offense with the forwards, right? But even the defensemen are chipping in. I mean, Riley Walsh and Robbie Russo have both recently had five game point streaks. Yeah. That's coming from your defenseman. I mean, that's just a, you know, that teams, teams don't know what to do with, with that. I will right. say this one thing I have noticed, and, you know, obviously I don't get to see um, a lot of the away games, um, but the games I've been to at home. We gotta win some more fights. We have got to get it somewhat embarrassing. I mean, we're the best team in the AHL when it comes to the record, but some of the fights are just pitiful. I mean, they get come out. They gotta get get some time in at the gym. I wouldn't want to fight any of them, but still, I mean, we gotta step our game up a little bit with that. So, so what are you saying? You want New Jersey to drop Gersten down? Is that what you're? Yeah, come on, get some enforcers in there. Let's bring back Tommy Sestito. Come on, do something. Yeah, right. What's going on? I think he's still in the area. He, he is. I think he no. is. I think he is. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he'd uh, suit up and get the skates on and go for a couple rounds. Even but though. I'm serious. I mean, we've. I've been a little bit like, okay, we're leading four to nothing, and we just lost that fight. Ooh, 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 ooh. So I'll tell you what, though. Did you see uh, AJ Greer's been been dropping the gloves all season long? Did you see the end of the the, the second Charlotte game? I did not. I didn't. So see this it. is what happened. So I, I forget. Um, Carrick. He hooked up with a uh, Carrick. End of the game. Game's over. Comments have won five to two. They start battling, right? Yeah. And it's right in front of the Charlotte bench. Well, the Charlotte, the checkers had opened up their door because they were planning on leaving and just going back to the locker room. Dude, they fell into the bench. <laughs> I've never seen this is like something straight out of slap shot. It was hilarious. It's awesome. They fall into the bench. The referees are like jumping over the boards trying to get to them to break it up. Yeah. It's hysterical. I mean, it's kind of one of those, but you're right. They're I mean, having fun. They're having fun. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, maybe uh, maybe we'll get Patrick McGrath suited up a couple more times. He, uh, I, I like that idea. <laughs> the, t- the times that he's been in the lineups, he's been he's been throwing some haymakers as well. So on the flip side of MVP, who is your unsung hero of this team? And again, I know it's hard because this is a complete team effort. Um, you know, I think that uh, you know prior to the unfortunate in- uh, injury, Thompson, you know, um, really contributing there. But, um, you know, I like Nolan Foote, believe it or not. I like Nolan Foote. He's been doing pretty good. It's a lot of the support roles that come in, you know, right. um, that are really, you know, some of those third, you know, and fourth line guys. That's, you know, really, like you said, the third and fourth line are really those unsung heroes. Again, it goes back to that team effort, you know. It's just – it's so hard. To, it's so hard, so hard to pick, you know. And uh, here's a guy you might know. It's the Macho Dom. Dom Real is in the house. Oh, what time. Holy shit. Right? Oh, can I? Well, I oh, my yeah, God. No, you're good. Oh, I just, I just got this. home, and I was going to sign on to watch you guys, but I figured I'd just join you instead. <laughs> well, no, we're glad to have you. Yeah, where's, where's Jeremy? Where's Birthday Boy? Yeah, I know. He's uh, he's not oh, here yet. Birthday. So, yeah, I, yeah, I was going to surprise him in the second part, but uh, if he's not going to be here, then, yeah, you know. <laughs> well, Dom, we were just talking about the unsung hero, and I was kind of giving the politically correct, uh, you know, cap out answer of the, you know, the unsung hero is, you know, your third the fans. Line. Well, the fan—that's a great answer. Yeah, 
Maybe it's very I wish I had thought of that. <laughs> but I mean, you know, we could just put in anybody at any time, and they're going to step up because when you play for a team this good, you know, you know what you have to do. Yeah. Well, Andrew, it's interesting that you mentioned that. By the way, it's good to see you, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Good to see you. Um, I think we've talked about it a million times in the show, and I, Scott, I don't think you'll shy away from this. The, the system that Deneen has this team running is night and day better than what we've been doing the last yeah. couple of years. They're gritty. They're tough. They're composed. They're, there's no hurry out there. They take the time to set it up, and if they have a chance to cause a rush, they're, they're in, and it's beautiful. The passes are crisp. They're finishing hits. Uh, and they're getting good shot opportunities. I mean, look at the well, – how many shots did we have on goal last game? I think it was only like 24. But they were efficient yeah. with their shots. You know what I mean? And it's it's so much different than that dump and change West Coast crap we were doing with the Canucks. You know what I mean? It's just – it's a lot better. It's more pristine. It's yeah. fun as hell to watch. It's awesome. And everybody's earning a spot, right? So, you know, Dom, you know I'm, uh, my financial advisor and my good friend, and I think that he's kind of insane for giving up the opportunity that he gave up, or Greg Burmaster, a former Yukon College pioneer. Um, I would always hear the stories about how, you know, even he in, you know, the ECHL was, you know, every time you hit that ice, it could be the end or the, or, or the continuation of your career, right? You right. Know, so much pressure. So for all of these people, all these guys to be on this team, in this moment, you know, inaugural season in Utica, but like to be a part of this system, as you mentioned, you know, they're all fighting for spots. They're fighting for their dream. They're fighting for their life. And uh, it shows. And that's, you know, I'm just, I feel bad for any other team that has to come into the Adirondack. I know. I know. It's funny that comes from Burms too, because he caught a, he got real lucky that one day. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Scott, you ever see that picture? Burmaster gets one out. Oh, oh. gosh. It's brutal. But yeah, you know, it, it, it's funny, you know, you mentioned that too, because you got a good mix of guys, right? You got a couple of young guys that are really trying to earn their position. Then you got some guys who played up in the show who are kind of, you know, trying to figure it back out. I mean, Witherspoon yeah. had a pretty fair share of games up with the Flames the last couple of years. And then you got a couple other guys like that. You know, for a fact, we got guys that have been down. Like, Bokus wants no part of being down here. So even though he's up right now, if he comes back, he's going to do whatever he can to get back up there. You know, yeah, and then we I mean, this, like Holtz is Colts yeah. is 19. I mean, he can't even drink. <laughs> I know. Poor guy. Poor guy. You know. Well, you know if what? You're, that's, if you're that's in a great point. Sport, you should you should be able to drink. Let me tell you something. Anybody that listens to this, Alex Holtz should never pay for a drink in the city. I don't care no. how old he is. I know, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you know what? That's a great point about the, the guys that are coming down. You're right. Boquist wanted no part of being sent down. But you know what, though? The guys that have come down, like Zetterlin, Holtz, the attitude on them has been fantastic about it. That there is Andrew, no did, you watch, did you watch the game Sunday? I did. I did. I know, it was, it was yeah, amazing. Did. That pass that Zetterlin made to himself. And yeah. then the pass the attitude. <laughs> I mean, that kid's unbelievable. You know what I mean? And then now we just got today, I'm sure you saw it, Chase DeLeo's coming back. Yes. Who, yes. About that. Technically the we leading scorer on the team. When you were late. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and we haven't even had him. I mean, so like <laughs> the team has wealth at every position and – you have the beauty of just getting locked down goaltending for both of our goaltenders. I would argue we have two of the best goaltenders at at least in the division, if not in the entire league. I mean, it's insane. We're just saying they're definitely they're statistically one and three, number one and number three in the in the entire AHL. Really, so that is hands down the best goaltending tandem there is. There's no yeah. arguing it anymore. You know, That's beautiful. There's absolutely no, no arguing. City it. deserves it. All right, after the past year and a half, we deserve this. I know, right? You are right. <laughs> 
So, Dom, who's your uh, who's your MVP and unsung hero for the Utica Comets so far? So far, okay. Um, there's a couple guys that I do really like. One guy that stands out to me is, and I'm not biased here because you know I I, I like my good old Italian boys, but Joey Gambardella is like a energizer bunny out there. That guy, yes. is, Jeff's kiss doesn't quit. The MVP, best the the player that is 100% MVP and to me is probably Nico Dawes. I mean, he's helped us steal a couple a couple uh, a couple wins in my opinion. You know, a couple a couple goals that could have been a goal on a lot of other guys. But as far as skaters go, I, I like Joey G. I don't know. I just something about him. I feel comfortable when he's out there. You know, you know, I felt so bad for him Sunday. Did you? I think he hit the post like three times. Poor guy was a snake bit. You oh always, you always trust the Italian to know how to shoot. Right. Oh man, that's awesome. That no, yeah, awesome. I mean, but if I had to pick, it's probably it's probably Nico Dodge. I mean, he's been unbelievable. It really is. He. I have zero. I, I can't remember the last time, probably the Calder Cup year, and then like the couple of years around that were really good. I don't remember walking into the odd and on a regular basis like this and just being, yeah, we're going to win tonight. Expecting <laughs> like, to win. Like, I just, I'm expecting to win. And that's so bad. But I was looking at the standings because someone posted it in the, in the comments hardcore Facebook group. Shout out to everybody that listens to this because I know a lot of them dig the stuff. Um, the, our goal differential, our, our PIMS differential, our points differential. Is so ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> you want to hear a crazy stat? And for the record, the reason we lost is I had to go and take a trip to Florida. I apologize to the fan base. Oh, so it was your fault. Oh, okay. I gave my tickets to somebody else. And All right. I thought it was, never get my tickets again. I thought she, it was because my sister went to the game, and she rarely goes to games. So I told him, like, you're never going ever yeah. again. It's funny that you say that because there's a guy that I work with. His first game of the year was the game before the loss. Mm-hmm. And I literally, I go, I ran into him, I go, he goes, well, I go, what are you doing here? <laughs> he goes, I'm coming. I go, you can't be here. We're on a heater. Like, yeah. you can't just show up in the middle. But then they won, which is fine. But I was like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> so if you want to hear a crazy stat, so the comments actually have, what was it, the third best offense in the league? Third right. most goals for? They've been on the power play the least amount of times in the AHL. Really? We had a lot of penalty kills. About that, for a lot of short-handed goals this year. Yeah, uh, yeah, we have. You're right, uh, but think about that for a second. So that's telling you what kind of damage this team is doing at five on five. Yeah, absolutely. And then mixing a- Andrew, what you just said. Now that I'm thinking about it, we put on a lot of pressure on the kill. Yeah. Oh yeah. A lot of pressure on the kill. I love to see it too. That's awesome. I didn't realize it was that like that big of a difference though. That's crazy, Scott. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's. I was looking at it today. I'm going, you know what? You, but you're right. If you watch games, they rarely seem to be on the power play. Did you bring enough for the rest of us? What do you eat? <laughs> what are you eating? Some frozen thing. It's not great. <laughs> I literally just want out of work. I haven't even showered yet. <laughs> no, I'm glad. I'm glad you joined the work, us. The work is done. Yeah, you're, uh, <laughs> you're, uh, um, you're, uh, your carrier is uh, one of my really good friends. She's a sweetheart, by the way. Who's that now? Her name's Stacy. She's awesome. Shout out Stacy Campbell. Yes. Be good nice. to her. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. Well, like I said, we got a very interesting game coming up tomorrow night against the Belleville Senators, which uh Andy and I were just talking about before you came on, Dom. We might see Matt Murray tomorrow night. Matt Murray. We might see him. So that's uh 
It's going to be interesting. And don't forget, too, Belleville's actually on a four-game winning streak. They are. And also, Max Scherz is a New York Met. So. We're on a four-game winning streak. Oh, he did sign We're that contract? I just want to throw that out. Yeah, no, that's well, – Well, you want to talk about just throwing water on a four-game winning streak? Oh, yeah, by the way, here's Max Scherzer. <laughs> yeah, here's Max Scherzer. Totally, well, totally no. shift sports. Nah, but to, to, uh, to credit what Andrew just said, though, it, it, to me, it says so much that even though they lost, not only did they win the next game, but they kept going. Yeah, right. it's so easy for a team, and we kind of saw it the last what was it 2019? What did we start eight and oh, right? Whatever you see, not just with the comments, but any team where you they get they're on a heater and they finally lose and they get in that loser mentality. This team thinks they can win, and that's right. brought that up the other day. And you and you and Keeler are very similar in this being <laughs> Mets fans. Nice, <laughs> look at the Mets this year. <laughs> they started off like they were the hottest team in the major leagues, and then just—I don't mean to laugh. Three days, first place. <laughs> Didn't they set like it was like the first team to have that good of a record and not make the playoffs or something? Yeah, yeah. If you could think of a nor, nor uh, more New York Mets thing to do, yeah, that would be it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, luckily, our Utica Cows are not that. Well, yeah, and that's that's huge, right? Because you get that big of a lead. Now the important you have such a big lead and the cushion that we have before that loss to Rochester, all of our wins besides one were in regulation. And there were so many of them against divisional teams. So your points differential is huge. So now you're at the top. Now you have to stay there. And they this, I mean, especially we're gonna keep getting guys back. I mean, Chase DeLeo's back. I don't know if Bokers will ever come back, but even if he doesn't, if we keep Holtz even for a little while and we get this offense gearing, I mean. They were right. Whoever set it up in New Jersey that Holtz is kind of a defensive liability. I mean, he, he's not he's not great defensively. Right. He's, he's a child. I mean, he's nice. Right. But the man he can does, he shoot the puck? The, the things he does with the puck, Scott, it's like Austin Matthews. Yeah. And he, he's never the same angle. His feet put him in a position. To, it just watching him is fascinating. For, for any young fans out there, or if you're you're a parent or like an older sibling, you have kids that play hockey, have them watch number nine, Alex Holtz, because it's. It's special. It's like Matthews was the first one you kind of saw doing this different shot angle thing in the NHL, and now it's starting to become a thing. You're starting to see these right. really young kids that started doing that. So watching a guy like Holtz, if you want to be a sniper, all day. For there sure. it is. There it is for sure. No, I think the the next one, that if anybody else is reassigned to new, uh, to the comments, it'll probably be Colton White, defenseman up there in, uh, in New Jersey. They seem to have an abundance of them now, so – yeah. We'll see. Everybody's dying to get to Utica. Yeah, well, hey, why not? Right? <laughs> why not? To be a part of the, to be a part of the fun. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, you get to have, uh, you know, 4,000 Uticans screaming like crazy. <laughs> place has been loud the last couple of games. I love it. Yeah, I think the, the $3 beer continues, or is it the $5? Oh, no, $3 it's $3 beer. beer tomorrow night. Yeah, continues tomorrow night. Tomorrow. <laughs> Again, every time it comes up, I'll take credit for this. Only one of us in the whole entire fan base was protesting for cheaper beer. So, yeah. <laughs> it's a carrier. Next is, uh, well, you know, we, we sat down at the table. I wanted a dollar. They wanted to keep the same. We met in the middle, three. <laughs> Next is parking. Next year's parking. Uh, well, listen, I've heard on good authority that they're going to try and take that big, gigantic pile of dirt and move it so that <laughs> more parking's available. We're going to pick it up. And We're gonna move a candy bottom somewhere else. <laughs> I was just using that reference to somebody else. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, no, that would be great. Uh, I mean, I have. But you know what that means? You know what that tells you? Get to the game early. I know. Absolutely. 
I know. Yeah, I made absolutely. a funny joke, Andrew. You'd you'd appreciate this because all my buddies, you know, they freak out about the traffic because they're not all they're not all hockey fans, and they'll be like, "Oh, I can't believe this cops just here holding up traffic." I go, "Yeah, you may not like this, but the city of Utica values its hockey fans more than you." <laughs> yeah. And how about this? Try going anywhere else in the country and talking about traffic. Okay, it was just in Florida. Yeah. Where, where whereabouts were you? Tampa. Oh, geez. Yeah. Go. Uh, don't get me started. No. Yeah, I'm. I'm good. I'll take waiting in traffic for eight. <laughs> Not even. I I live in New Hartford, and it it's. A, I have a seven minute commute to Utica. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. No, it could be a lot worse. You know, and. and and that's the other thing too, you know, if they improve the parking situation, which I can't complain, I have a truck, I park in a bush, you know, I don't, <laughs> I really don't care in a vacant lot, but if parking, you know, starts to get better and then again, everything they've done with the odd the last couple of years and they keep every year, it seems like they do something different with the team and the organization. It's just like, if you're not on board yet, what are you doing? There's plenty of, there's plenty of yeah. room on the lag and jump on. Yeah. And we were Absolutely. talking about, Scott and I were talking about that before you jumped on kind of the start of the show, what the, um, the comets have been a catalyst for the progress downtown and they really have saved downtown. That's actually what's on my brick for the season ticket holders that, that Oh yeah. That didn't take the money back or whatever. Yeah. Um, was just basically thank you, Utica Comets, for saving downtown. Yeah. Um, and it did. And the next project that has to get underway, which according to the county executive should be in early December, is the Nexus Center. That's yeah, it was on the news today. That's a really? huge yeah. project. And I'll say briefly, I worked for a guy, um, a good friend of mine who owned the Cooperstown Fun Park in Cooperstown, Bob Hickey. And his business thrived off of the Dreams Park because yeah. it's right down the road. It was right down the road. Right. So you'd right. have, you know, every week you'd have a new group of Little League teams from all over the country. Um Mom, dad, sister, brother, cousin, grandma, grandpa, aunt, uncle, cousin. And, you know, his business didn't thrive off the, the local people going to do the bumper boats or the go-karts. Um, it was those families, when the games get done, those 12 to 13-year-old little league kids needed something to do. They do all the rides. Parents, mom and dad, grandma and grandpa would sit and drink and eat food. And, you know, we're going to see that on such a grand scale. That's one sport. That's baseball. Um, you know, just the genius of ideas, you know, to have, you know, where we are geographically in the Northeast to have the Nexus center up and running is going to be essential. And you're going to see, you know, it's not just the hospital. It's not just the Adirondack bank center. It's not, it's Nexus. It's Wolf speed, everything else that's happening that will continue to make this area thrive. And I really believe the comets and the Adirondack bank center, uh, the odd authority, um, we're a catalyst for that growth. So. And Gary Heenan. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're, you're absolutely right, though. Because, I mean, it, we've talked about it a million times, but think about the stuff you can do there. High school tournaments, juniors tournaments. You get kids coming in early. Their parents need to stop, grab a cup of coffee. There's three great local mom-and-pop coffee shops right there. There's restaurants. And you can see, you know, all seasons outfitters, local outfitters, you know. Chris Beatty right. and his family, they got that place now. You're going to see, oh, my God, Mom, Dad, I forgot my glove or my right. tape or whatever. You know, that local economy stuff, the hotels. Terry's. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be awesome. Plug, plug uh, previous guest of the show, Mark Terry's Hockey Spot. That's right. Mark's <laughs> awesome. We got him back on. He's got to come back on. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, but, but I, I love that. But, I really do because you, you know, we've all lived here forever. I mean, uh, you've been down the valley, Scott, obviously, but you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm on the outskirts. Of yeah, that. you're on the valley. But me and Andrew, especially you, do both of us in our lines of work. We were so familiar with the city. It's just, yeah. it needs to happen. Yeah, I used to sell beer in Utica. Come on. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. East side, Pro. north side. Really. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. No, but it, it, I'm, a, I'm a new addition to the north side. I just bought a house. Yeah. Shout Almost out. Man. Two months ago, I still haven't moved in yet, but that's a whole. I mean, it's such a, you know, it's a process. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it's like. It's a process. But uh. even just looking at like, I hated sitting in the traffic for the construction for a risk street, and but it looks so much better. And it's just, if that's the first thing you see, and then you go to the audience, like, all right, let me check out what's going on to eat around here. Oh, let me walk around the corner. Here's Utica Coffee, here's Character Coffee, here's Joe Petrello's Coffee. Here's yeah. this restaurant. There's the tavern right there. I mean, it's it's an awesome thing, and Utica needs that. And I feel like yeah. you're 100% right. The comments have been a huge catalyst for that. And Rob and Garden Entertainment, you know, getting back to George Murray and Frank DeRoss and, and Garden Entertainment, I mean, they're taking that. Uh, not they're they're not just investing their money in the comments in downtown, but what they've done on North Genesee Street to get the Harbor Point project, um, you know, some more ammunition. People like Mr. Patel from Visions Hotel doesn't build um, several hotels in the Utica New Hartford area. Doesn't take on the project that was the Hotel Utica and renovate it to a level that's a caliber of a double tree without seeing the writing on the wall. He's a smart businessman. He's got hotels all across the country. Yeah, his kids are my buddies. He's a good guy. Yeah. So he doesn't, you know, and um, they've got great, they got a great staff and, uh, you know, that's one of the things you got to look at too is like these hotels that are going up, it doesn't, I mean, it's not for just because. You know? Right. It's not for nothing. It's not for nothing. Guys, it's not for nothing. The construction is not for nothing. You got to just- put a hotel in Utica. What? No, it's just no. for decoration. It's it was a full, it was full yeah, it's just for it's decoration, just decoration, you know? Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, it's it's huge, man. It's it's awesome to see, and I, I really hope they get that wrapped up because it's. I mean, how long has it been? Well, you can't leave these steel beams and girders staying out there much longer in the cold. It's not I've work. been told they're still safe, but right. <laughs> <laughs> hope so, uh, man. Oh. Optimism, optimism. That's right. That's right. Well, Scott, yeah. hopefully, you know, when it's open, you guys can get some men's league in there too. Yeah, well, we'll see about that if I'm still able to play. You know, don't forget now. I'm getting old. LTIR. I'm getting brittle here. So maybe I'll coach. I'll coach instead. How's that? But, you know, speaking of coaches, and you guys mentioned Gary Heenan, let's talk about a little bit of Utica College Pioneers here. So he just got done with the Thanksgiving showcase at the uh, Adirondack Bank Center this weekend. And the Pioneers split. They went one and one. They beat Amherst three to nothing on Friday night. And then they fell to Geneseo three to nothing on Saturday night in the championship game. Uh, So, They've also fallen from three to two in the new USCHO poll, but it still is not bad at all. So what were you guys' thoughts on the tournament? Genesee was a good team. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a wake-up call. I mean, you got to get humbled, you know. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we spoke to Gary on Monday after the weekend's games uh, on the show, on WIBX, and um, what's going to be really challenging to him is uh, going into the holiday break. You know, not going to have as much ice time. Um, so he's going to run them hard, you know, while he still can. Um, but, you know, again, it's, it's it's a minor blip. You know, we're really going to know for sure what, you know, like the Comets did when they lost their first game. We're going to see them rebound, I think, very well. Um, 
And, uh, you know, a loss is a loss. It's a tough team. It humbles them. But I think, like, when you're going to see them maybe again in the future down the road this season, um, I'm of the belief if you've had the loss, it's a lot easier to try and get that win. For sure. Yeah. You know, and here's the thing, too, right? So, actually, I was more surprised by the first game against Amherst than I was the second game against Geneseo. So, because – Everybody was expecting UC to blow Amherst out of the water. Right. Everybody was waiting for that. But Amherst played a very plucky game. They were very defensive, physical, and all that. So I actually think that that was good for the Pioneers to play a team like that because that's gonna, that was more like what playoff hockey looks like, right? Right. So that was a real – I don't even want to say an eye-opener. I just think it was good for the team in general to have to play a team like that. In regards to the Geneseo game, you yeah. know what, guys? That was one to nothing until like two minutes left when the, the Pioneers yeah. had the empty net, and then they pop those two empty yeah. yeah. Final score doesn't always no. Yeah, and you know what? Points. Utica College actually out outshot them by almost a two to one margin, mm-hmm. and really they had opportunities. You know, I mean, there was a few misplays here and there that you know maybe stemmed the tide, but I mean, if you look at it, right? Sean Dixon gave up one goal in the entire tournament. Yeah, yeah kids one goal every year. It's unreal. It's <laughs> unreal. You know, and yeah. I mean. You know, he set the school record for career shutouts. It was his eighth shutout against Amherst for his career. So he's the, the, the Utica College shutout champion. And, uh, and our guy, Coach Heenan, got his 305th win Friday night. Yeah. So he goes by Phil Grady, his, uh, his mentor and former coach at Hamilton College. So, you know, yeah, I mean, it, it was tough to, to see him lose, you know, obviously in their own tournament. Nobody wanted to see that. Right. But the other thing we can hang our hats on is, yes, Utica College has two losses. They're seven and two overall. But those two losses were to top five teams. Yeah. So Geneseo was number one. When they lost Adrian, Adrian was number five, who, by the way, are number two now. So they yeah. deprived them. We beat them the game but, Right. So it, it's yeah. not as though that they lost to these unknown schools that came out of nowhere, right? I mean, they right. lost to two top five teams. Yeah. Right. So, right. you know, that, that's – you, you got to, you know, hang your hat on that and say, hey, okay, two losses, but when you lose to two top five teams – it ain't that bad. No. You know? But those but, are also the games you want to win when you're right. looking down the road. You know? But I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Who's no, worried? not at all. But they, I'll tell you what, though. They got a big weekend coming up. And it's funny, Andy, you just said that about what Coach Enan said. It was the biggest challenge keeping them up through the holidays because yeah. they've got the number 11, uh, number 11 ranked uh, Wilkes Colonels coming into town Wilkes Friday night. Tough. And that's gonna, they're undefeated, too. Yeah, it doesn't matter where they're ranked. They're always tough. Yeah. They're 8-0-0. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, and then, it's no god. No, no, no god. I was just going to segue into the next game, but that's no. That's well, no. I was going to say just that piles into basically a combination of what you guys both just said. I mean, yeah, it's the holiday break, it's your own tournament. You, you know, you could fill the building and blow guys out if you really wanted to, but we don't do that here, and we got to keep the boys on their toes. I don't know exactly how they pick the teams. I'm sure they just whatever, but to see them like that was like you said, Scott. It was basically a playoff tournament. You know sure. what I mean? So it's it's yeah. good to see. Because then you got Wilkes coming in, who's always tough. Wilkes wants to beat us, especially at home. And then you get fired up for the Teddy Bear Toss game, which I will be in attendance for. It's my first yeah. UCM this year. Can't wait. Boys better not let me down. You know who I'm talking about. I got to say, nice. I was, I've been on the ice to collect the Bears and to kind of see the sea of, of – um, but I was also waiting that fateful game. I don't know how many years ago. I, I put, oh, was it Morrisville, I think it was? And to oh, yeah. it wasn't back until the third period. Yeah. Now and just <laughs> wait and wait and wait and wait and nothing. It was yeah. like, 
Yeah. <laughs> not happen again, damn it. Yeah, you got that game. And then was it the last time they had it before COVID? Zap scored like two minutes into the game or something nuts. Yeah. Just, like, all right, no, the excitement's over. Everybody's ah. like, they're checked out. There was, also the year, there was also the year that it was the goal that wasn't the goal. Oh. And oh, half Bears right. came out and then Gary oh. said, all right, just throw them. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Don't don't love that. Everybody, come on the ice and take your bear back. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, that's why it always makes me nervous that we're gonna get one of these little chippy deflections. Like I, I want to see a dangle and a snipe. That way, we know for a fact it's a wrap in the back. Right. Well, I think on a little bit. The collective crowd, they'll be a little bit. Of... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You see, like there's a couple, yeah. and then it's just a wave. It's like yeah. tsunami. It's awesome. It's awesome. It is great. Yeah, man. It's oh good man, that is great. Now, like I said, I think uh, going forward, you know, the, the future is bright, obviously. This is a really good team. And, um, you know, like I said, Wilkes, that's going to be a challenge. It is. But, you know, I think the, the Teddy Bear Toss game should be a lot of fun because uh, Kings College, I'm not trying to jinx anything, but they're certainly not at the level of, of Wilkes. So let's hope right. that they don't let down for that. No, that's all I can say. Yeah, and that works out well. I'd rather play King's College and Teddy Bear Dogs game than Wilkes. Wilkes yeah. will spoil anything, especially when you wave a banner in their face. They want to ruin everything you got. Pretty yeah. much. <laughs> they, they want to be the Grinch of the Teddy Bear Toss. And you yeah, can't blame exactly. them. We'd be the same way for them. Motivation. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, that was fun, fellas. So I, I'll tell you what. Why don't we do some breakaway trivia? You guys ready to play some trivia? All right. Yeah, I mean, oh, my gosh. Breakaway Trivia is brought to you by Jimmy the Iceman McNeil's book, uh, children's book, I should say, The Red and White Zamboni Ice Machine. To order your copy, you can email Jimmy at Mac underscore Iceman at Hotmail.com, and that is also on our website, which you see scrolling across the screen. This week's Breakaway Trivia question is, who holds the NHL record for most game-winning goals? Oh, wow. I think it's... Are we breaking or Gordy? Gordy? No, we, we can't because we don't have Dave here. I oh, that's know. right. <laughs> Am I not supposed to guess? No, you, you got. If you want to, if you want to throw a guess out there, it's normally, between you and Dom. So, so normally, you know, we're not as fancy as WIBX, but we have a producer. <laughs> yes. And uh, we'll ask a question. We'll break to commercial, like literally, like the, for my yeah. little calls. Dave Warren does an awesome job of the show. It's tremendous, and we can't wait to have you back, Dave. Glad you're feeling a little better. But yeah, he normally rolls, does a B-roll commercial, and then we go, and then we're back. But now and the, and the commercial has awesome music too. I miss oh, that so much. Good. Yeah, Dave's a good guy. Dave's a good guy. He did. Uh, I worked with him a little bit with some real estate photography for a while. So he's. Oh he's, yeah, nice, nice. And he's doing a lot for the city of Little Falls. So we really yes, do. he is absolutely. Yeah, he's a good guy. Dave's a good guy. Uh, his wife's a wonderful woman too. So she sure uh, is. She does great voiceovers for the commercial. Yes, she yes. does. Between between Dave's video work and his audio work, and then Deb doing the voice, and she normally she does the countdown for our show. Yeah, good. which I miss too. You know. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, well, I was telling Andy earlier, Dom. You know, Deb actually said she goes, "Well, you guys, you can come in and use the studio." I'm like, "No, no," because yeah. that setup, there is no way. Yeah, I'm not remotely close to figuring that out. So no, I don't want to touch anything. I'm glad. No, is he planning on being back next week? Maybe. I don't know yet. So well, I'm I mean, glad he kicked out, pulled the nose up. So that's good. We're 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 making progress. It's he awesome. did the uh, he did the Hulk Hogan kick out at two and a half. Nice. And I was gonna Hulk up. Yep, he's doing the Hulk up now. Awesome. <laughs> but, but anyway, anyway my guess for the trivia question is is Gordy Gordy Howe. I think. Wow. Interesting. I like I like Barry Shelley's answer. Yager. 
You know what? You and Barry are right. Barry, shout out to me. Really? Yeah. Oh, I played for a million years. I mean, you had to have a few. Like, yeah. Gordy was number two. Oh, he is? Nice. He's number two. Nice. No, he played for a million years, too. Well, yeah. (laughs) That's the whole key. You got to play for a million years, right? There's a weird stat about him, the amount of years that he played. I can't remember. It's something insane. Like, he played against him through the most, like, decades or something crazy. Like, he played, like, four decades or something. Yeah, the most times playing somebody's father and son in the league. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's not it. That's awesome. No, probably, honestly, probably. You know what I mean? The guy's been. That's so weird. Like you, I watch. You know, watch other sports and stuff. And there's a few in baseball, but you watch hockey. There's so many families that play. Oh yeah, yeah, Yeah. crazy. The Sutters. We're going to talk about a family in just a minute here too. That was involved in some controversy. Super genetic based families. Super athletes. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's uh, go into hockey hot takes, shall we? Hockey Hot Takes is brought to you by 315hockey.com. 315hockey.com is your news hub for all levels of hockey in central New York. So we got some birthdays, boys. Happy birthday to the Comets' very own Nolan Foote. Oh, yeah. Nolan Foote turned 21 yesterday. I hope he's in good enough shape to play tomorrow night. Better be for tomorrow. Today he had some time to rest. Yeah, he's all banged up today. (laughs) I'm sure. I didn't realize he was that young. Oh, yeah, he is. Very young. Good for him. You know, and another hockey family, right? Right. The yeah. Foots. For sure. Adam Foot's, you know, his dad, Adam Foot, Stanley yeah. Cup winning uh, defenseman. His brother, Cal, plays for the Lightning. Got Nolan coming through. It's that family thing. It is, man. That's awesome. And, you know, speaking of families, the, the Marty's Illegal Stick family here. And, of course, he's not on, even though he said he was going to make it. He's not here. But the birthday boy, the professor, Jeremy Roberts, I don't know how old he is. Not sure. Well, I would normally I'd like to tell him that he looks much younger than he is, but he's not here, so he's in my book fifty. <laughs> sorry, not Good sorry. Good call. Fifty-five. Sorry, not sorry. You know, for be for for ditching us, he's going to get an extra five years added. I'm looking yeah. at yeah the, the the outline. Finally, I haven't looked at it yet. I didn't know if I was going to make it at all, so I didn't bother. That's all right. That's all right. You know I like what? To see this topic we're getting into. It, it's better when you wing it. It's all good. It is. It is. <laughs> uh, so the first topic up is the Montreal Canadiens have begun cleaning house uh, with the firing of general manager Mark Bergevin. Uh, they brought in former Rangers GM Jeff Gordon to be <laughs> vice president of hockey operations. So, guys, what do you think about this move? And what team is the next team that is going to clean some house? Well, well, before because Dom's going to be more well versed than I in this topic. The team I've been trying to follow that I hope would clean house, different sport, the Yankees. I mean, ah, it has begun. Did it worst sign somewhere else? Frazier sign somewhere else? They didn't make one move. And, and how Cashman still got a job? Well. Yeah, that's uh, I'm a Yankee fan too. I, I I feel your pain there. That's uh, that's a that's the house that needs to be cleaned. Uh, I know, I know. Get your Mets stuff on. Meet yeah. the Mets. Anyway, um, we can talk. Uh, yeah, Jersey. You know what, though? I'll tell you just real quick before we go back to Bergevin. You know, as a Yankee fan, I it's not that I I don't mind the Mets. The Red right. Sox are our big. One. I know. I, I it's so funny how Mets. like the Mets hate the Yankees, and the Yankees are like, yeah, so what. <laughs> we I could that. care less, honestly. <laughs> but I know there's like a little bit. I think it's like that rivalry's it's gotta come from like 
that one kid who grew up a Mets fan in the Bronx and hated yeah. all his friends because he got picked yeah. all the time. And then, like, it's just spiraled out of control throughout the right. fan base over the years. Because, yeah. like, it's hilarious. The Mets, in a matter of Cyber, Cyber Monday and Black Friday, Uncle Stevie pulled his big wallet out, dropped it <laughs> on the table, and spent $265 million. And then the Met, or the Yankees signed Jose Peraza, who played yeah. six games for the Mets last year. Great job, guys. Anyway. I mean, the Mets have the right owner. Um, yeah, well, yeah. I, well, I never thought I would hear myself say this, but I miss George. I miss yeah. George. I, see, I miss George, too, because I miss when the Yankees were mean. You would not tolerate yeah. this shit. No, yeah. you would not settle for mediocrity. <laughs> it would not happen. That's why people are like, oh, Steve Cohen's an evil hedge fund manager. I go, that's exactly who I want. I want a criminal. I want a weird blowing money on baseball players. He has yeah. a shark in formaldehyde as a piece of art that he paid a million dollars for. <laughs> He paid two and a half billion dollars for the team. It's who I want. He calls his team out. Yes. And I love that. Drew, what? get the J sweater. No way. No. Let's go Mets, baby. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Drew, just in time. We're going to talk about the Habs, which would be appreciative. That's who the Yankees should get as their GM, Mark Bridgman. Yeah, there you go. Bring the burger van in. <laughs> Bring in the burger van. He can wear the red suit again. Uh, I didn't realize, I guess I just never noticed because he's always wearing a suit, how yoked that guy is. Dude, he's in ridiculous shape, Scott. You see his pictures of him? He's got veins popping out and stuff. It's crazy. I know. Oh, my God. I, well, he was angry about being fired. I mean, I, well, yeah. He yeah. got a pump. Um, I, I, I loved Gordon when he was with the Rangers. I thought he was doing a great job. So, I, I think if there's a guy to bring in, it's a good move. I know there was talks Patrick Wall wants to come in, which is yeah. – that's just – Let's relax. That's come on, but I don't know. I I always like Bergevin, but I don't know. Something's just not working there, and I think part of it isn't. I don't really think it was him. I think it was more mutual. I mean, the team's in a weird place. The roster's in a weird place. They've had some changes with their coaching. The ownership group is just they want to win tomorrow, but they clearly don't want to do anything to make it happen. And it's like it's the Habs. I don't really want them to be good, so I don't really care. <laughs> Right. I mean, like, I don't want to see Montreal win as a yeah, we don't. We, we hope it. they pick the worst GM ever. Yeah, I can't stomach it. But I loved Gordon. I really didn't want him to leave the Rangers. I, I thought it was ridiculous. But if, if he's the guy and he can help him out, great. And if not, if he can, maybe we can pick up some pieces. The Rangers and him have good rapport, maybe, and we can cut a deal. That'd be great. I'd love that. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you something, and this is going to sound way out of left field. But I, it's just my opinion that actually going to the Stanley Cup final last season was the worst thing that could have happened to Montreal. Oh, yeah. Worst thing. Because oh, yeah. that clearly was not a Stanley Cup winning roster. They got right. hot at the right time. And right. it was a nice story. But now that they went to the final last season, that puts all kinds of pressure on, especially in some places like Montreal. I agree. Where the, the Canadians are life. Period. I said the same right. thing about not to get back into baseball, but when the Mets went to the World Series in 2015, I said the same thing. I go because it, it's for any sport; it's not just yeah. baseball, hockey, whatever. It's like ownership is going to get complacent. They're going to think they got the right pieces. They're not going to be aggressive, and then they're going to get in a position where they're on their heels and now they're screwed. And look what happened; they are rough. Yeah, you can see it with Mahomes and the Chiefs in the NFL. Right. Exactly, superstar athlete. That team is so still. How do they? How are they that bad? No, for sure, dude. I, I, I agree 100%. Um, hang on. And you know, you know what? Actually, Waugh could still end up be, becoming the general manager because, truthfully, Gordon is just the vice president of hockey operations. 
And Jeff Molson, the owner of the Canadians, flat out said that they have to have a general manager who can speak both English and French. <laughs> no, seriously. That is, that's a huge thing in Montreal. It is. Right? Because you got half the city speaks English, half the city speaks French. So the part that speaks you, French don't like the English speaking part. Right. So <laughs> so that that's huge. And who can who can do both? Patrick Watt. Yeah. Right? So I mean, it would be kind of funny seeing him come back to Montreal to be the general manager because, I mean, everybody still remembers what happened, what I was know. it, 95? When 96. I saw him in the building for the Stanley Cup, I thought hell froze over. Yeah. Right. I couldn't believe it. Andrew, you it it almost one. feels like a WWE swerve, doesn't it? Yeah. But, yeah, I do have to run. I hate to do that. No, you're good, bud. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you. Again, we got more time the next couple weeks or something. Yeah. Andrew, real quick before you go, let us go know where can, where can we find you on social media just before you go real quick. Search the name Andrew Derminio, D-E-R-M-I-N-I-O, or Andrew W-I-B-X, Andrew Riverhills Properties for your real estate needs as well. And uh, Plug it, baby. If you see me at the games, stop and say hello. I will Absolutely. like to buy you a drink. You owe me we a drink. We will have to have a beer together. Lounge. I do owe you a drink. I do owe you a drink. <laughs> All right, well, thank you for coming Gentlemen, on. Andy, thank thanks a million. Appreciate it. Go Comets. Go, go Comets. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely, buddy. And go Rangers. Yeah. 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 Let's go. See ya. Well, I can't. I can't join you on that one. Oh, I gotta say, my cousin will hate me for this. Go pack, go! Wow, oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> wow, That's oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, it, Andy. We appreciate it, buddy. Um, but no, I, I was gonna say, uh, I, I looked at because Samantha's gotten hockey the last couple years. You know, more like more, and I know hockey so well just because my dad, you know, was a huge hockey guy. And we're sitting watching the Stanley Cup, and she didn't really know who Patrick Wall was, but when they showed him up in the box, and I explained it, I go, I don't think you understand what you're looking at. This is yeah. a mind-melting experience. Like, there's people that died thinking they would never see him step Yeah, right. Up. You know what I mean? I was like, this is like the Red Sox winning the World Series. Like, it, it really – it's <laughs> – people died. And I, I literally thought – I go – I, they were getting rinsed that whole series, but I was like, oh, my God. Are they going to make a run? Like, is the curse yeah. broken? Are they going <laughs> to – <laughs> oh man yeah. so with all that said then who's going to be the next team to make changes all right so a team that's needed to make changes for a while and i think they're in too deep i mean vancouver's got to do something that's what i was thinking vancouver scott they stink yeah you know what i mean i mean and you look at the things that if they could have done certain things like look how lights out mark is right now if you had the money to bring him back the guy, he's got five shutouts. And they could have. I know. It, it just, it, it's mind blowing to me because he's a homegrown guy. I mean, no disrespect to Demko. Thatcher's awesome. Yeah. I mean, he's here in Utica. He's just stud. He's just stud now. But Marky, Marky and Vladar have seven combined shutouts. <laughs> but do you think that's more like a product of the system? Because, I mean, Daryl Sutter's systems are known to be very defensive. Right. Very. I mean, it's yeah. defense first. And I'm not taking anything away from Marky at all. No, no, but no. But I'm just saying sure. that he's actually in the right spot as well. But yeah, you're right. definitely. There's definitely a lot that they could have done to to keep that team together. Yeah. And you know, I mean, the, this this trade for OEL, and, and, I mean, it just none of this, none of the moves made sense. No, that really trade, that move didn't really make any sense. It makes sense if you have other positions filled, but they're they're so top heavy offensively, and the defense just stinks. I mean, they. Yeah. they you got great weapon. Like Pedersen's one of the best scorers in the league when he's on. You know what I mean? I mean, Besser yeah, has a season long slump. Yeah, he's got a season long slump, essentially. Besser's just lazy, but he's a stud when he's on. He's a stud. Right. So, I mean, and then again, it's bias, it's hometown bias, but letting Big Mac go, I mean, 
Yeah, yeah I know, right? <laughs> right? Because you because you got a tough guy that you don't have anymore, and they need that. Sure. And they're in a they're in a position where they where they are located division wise, where they're not like I don't know. I don't want to say they're always dead to rice out of it, but that division's tough. You know, I mean, uh, as good as Edmonton is, I'm never going to sleep on Vegas and a couple of the other teams. I mean, Vegas is having a rough year, but. I don't know. There and I, I got another pick. If we can have another team that I think is getting ready yeah, to bring down the next absolutely. couple. Not this year, but soon. And this is a prediction and this is biased, and people are not gonna like this. But you got a core in Boston that's getting kind of old, buddy. Mm. <laughs> mm. I mean, you're already you're already that before. Debrusque. You're already shopping to Brusque. Yeah. You had uh, a couple other guys that are getting kind of old. I mean, you're gonna either have to bring in some guys, or you're gonna have to make some moves. Their goaltending situation is all jacked. Yeah, Tuka says he's gonna be ready to play, but even if he comes back, how good is he gonna be? Right. And then the fan, the way that fan base treated him, I, I can't even believe he wants to come back. Oh, yeah. he. We don't want him. We don't want him to play because he wanted to leave the bubble because he was dealing with family stuff. Okay. Well, that's yeah. Boston for you. That's Boston for you. <laughs> It is. It, it, it's it's ridiculous, but I, I don't know. I, there, I mean, I can't talk. My team's having a pretty good year over here in the East Coast, so whatever happens, happens. I guess. I yeah, enjoy it. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. Oh my god! I'm just every game, Scott. I I turn the game on. I go. All right. It's gonna happen. End, it's been a good yeah. run. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but you know, just to finish up with Vancouver, I really hope that it's. You know, Jim Benning doesn't get rid of Travis Green just for the sake of getting rid of him. Yeah. Travis Green's a, a great coach, but yeah. it almost seems like the there's just something that's got to give on I that know. team. It's it's really – but I'll tell you what, if Travis Green does get let go, he's not going to be unemployed for long. Oh, no. Somebody's going to scoop him up, no doubt about it. No, for sure. I mean, I don't know. They, they have talent on that team for some reason, and they just can't make it work. I mean, it, listen, if uh, – the Rangers need another center. They're going to trade for Bo Horvat. I'll take it. Yeah, right. <laughs> and and those, that, that's guys that I feel bad for. Like, Bo's a stud. You yeah. Other guys that are studs, and they just can't. I don't know. They got some young talent on there. I, they put their too many eggs in the wrong basket the last couple of years. Like, I know they yeah. got rid of like Louie and a couple other guys, but they gave these guys so much money that they handcuffed themselves for the next couple of years. Sure. And it's not like we were kind of joking around about like the Mets and the Yankees earlier, but like hockey's so much different where you need to be smart with your money. You can't just well, because of the cap. Absolutely. Yeah. And you can't just do what Tampa does cheat, but <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I, I feel like I'll always have a soft spot in my heart for Vancouver just because the comments were here for so long. Right. Them, right. But at the same well, time, I think what, what hurt them too was the Pacific division got all of a sudden got better than it was supposed to be this year as yeah. well. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Edmonton's such a wagon. And then Calgary's good, too. I know. <laughs> Out of nowhere. Anaheim's good this year. What is going on? I know. I know. They, they, like, their goaltending's great, and then they always have decent offensive pieces. I mean, Maddie Kachuk is so sick. <laughs> so good. <laughs> He's just so good at hockey. Oh, well, man. you know what? I'm glad you mentioned that name. I'm glad you did. And I'm glad we were talking about hockey families earlier because this is going to bring us to our next topic. Transition. You're yes, welcome. sir. Cheap You're segue. <laughs> <laughs> so the NHL now has Bitegate. I named it Bitegate, okay? You came up with that yourself? I did. <laughs> Brendan <laughs> Lemieux of the LA Kings, my LA Kings, has apparently bit Brady to Chuck on the hand during a fight in their game on Saturday. 
So uh, he did have an in-person hearing today. I haven't seen any news about suspension yet. I'm sure there's probably one coming, even though there are conflicting stories about what happened. Yeah. What's your thoughts on Bitegate? Well, first of all, after they, they had that little incident, I don't know. I'm sure you follow a million hockey pages like I yeah. do. I think it was HockeyFights.com shared a, a, a pep and, and Daddy Kachuk on at it, which was awesome. I, <laughs> yeah. that, that rivalry runs deep. <laughs> I – um. So he he was controversial while he was here, but I loved Brendan Lemieux when he was a Ranger. He's, he's got some, he's not particularly a great hockey player, but he's got that tenacity that you just can't teach. He's a gritty kid. He's tough as nails. And you want him on your team. You don't want to play against some kind of guy. Mm -hmm. As far as biting, man, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I t- is this is this wrong? I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, I know it is, but to me, it's not that big of a deal. You know, with all the camera angles, there you really can't see. No, the, the, you see, you kind of see Brady to Chuck's hand going up near his mouth. Right. So, right. I mean, you know, I don't know if it was a reaction or how much he, you know, I mean, Chuck was going crazy about it in the penalty box after right. the fact. You right. know, um, I'm sure he probably stud. By the way, yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> <laughs> Ask me, he's better than his brother. But anyways. Uh, As a well-rounded player, yeah. Yeah. You know, it, I, I don't know. It, it's so hard. to. I mean, I'm sure he probably will get a suspension. But yeah. because as everybody thinks, everybody has already written him off as having done it. Even though, even though there's really, as far as I know, no definitive video that shows him chomping down on his hand. Right. He didn't take off a digit. Right, exactly. <laughs> but you know, I'll tell you something. I uh, I contribute for HockeyRoyalty.com, which is right. an LA King site. Shout out! And I've been trying. Yeah, exactly. Cheap one, cheap one. <laughs> Alert. Oh. <laughs> and oh. I've been trying to get the trying to you know get the guys like, hey, you know, we got to get Lemieux a new nickname. I want to call him Ozzy. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> what? The? No, I love we it. We can I call know. Brady the Bat versus Ozzy. <laughs> I um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it sounds biased, but I just. What the? No, I it was a nine o'clock. It wasn't a ten. Yeah, nine o'clock, dude. Still, I have like, work at six like, a.m. I mean, that's. It's not like it's that much better. <laughs> I don't get really paid not. enough doing this. I have to have a day job. <laughs> oh boy. Well, speaking of winners, we have another happy birthday, and it's yes. happy birthday to Sergey Fedorov. Oh yeah, bring up all the two on Monday. I got a question for you guys. So we all know, you know, what late 80s, early 90s, when the Soviet Union was crumbling and all kinds of Russian players came over. Do you think he was the best one of that group? No. I don't. Of that group? Yeah, that particular in that particular era. You mean that are you talking about the are you talking about the Russian five in Detroit? Is that what we're doing? No, I'm talking about just like just in general. Yoni came over, Pavel Burry came over. Yeah. I would say honestly, out of all of those guys, probably it's so tough, but I think it I think it's Alexander McGillney. And I think it's stupid that he's not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. I agree. And um because here's the thing, what, what people don't understand about Alexander McGillney is that everywhere he went, he was an impact player. What Lou Lamorello was so good at during his time in the 90s, early 2000s, was he need, you know, whenever the team needed that leader, that goal scorer, that guy who only wanted to score goals, he got him. In 95, he got uh, Stefan Riche, big-time mm-hmm. goal right. scorer. Mm-hmm. He also had Claude Lemieux. He got Claude Lemieux. Claude Lemieux took, took the team on his back, and they won the cup. 2000, they got Alexander McGillney, and McGillney was 
phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. 2003, they had Jeff Friesen. So that was kind of the point. But the, the point that I'm looking at is that Alexander McGillney was consistently good for a long period of time. I know Pavel Bure is, you know, the Russian rocket. He's, he was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. But he was only good with one team. He was only good yeah. with Vancouver. Did he really do that well in Florida? Nah, yeah. He's pretty much derailed his career. Did after, he do, yeah. Was he on the Rangers too. for a little bit too? Yeah. Yes. He played you like 30 know, games for him. You know, that's that's not great. Sergei Fedorov is, is a tremendous player. Do not get me wrong. Um, I think another but guy that doesn't get enough credit. Best out of that guy, that group. I think, there, this, I think the one guy that doesn't get enough credit is Igor Larionov. Yeah, the professor. Just like you, Jeremy. Yeah. The professor. Yeah. He's good. I wonder but if he got a big girl, too. For me, it's definitely <laughs> Alexander McGillney. Sure he, sure he did in his career. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, fellas. Well, unfortunately, the COVID monster has reared its ugly head again. Uh, games are in what sport? Home. Yeah, all of them. In what yeah. sport? Because it's all of them. You see Ontario, especially. Momentum is a very real thing. Like, the playoffs, what was it? I think in the bubble, Montreal, or not Montreal, Toronto against Columbus. They just got red hot at the end of the game. Yep. And then go back, I think it was 2017, Anaheim and Edmonton. I believe that Edmonton's up in the third. Three right. minutes left and some change. Gets left scores an empty netter, and they come all the way back within those three minutes because the momentum shifted. Sure, I think that's 2017. Someone's gonna have to check me. But momentum is such a real thing, and that's something the Comets had all season was momentum. And you even saw it with New Jersey for you Devils fans. Shout out! I'm gonna break your heart a little bit. This team's managed to accomplish something you don't see very often: a losing streak of losing streaks. Which is very impressive. <laughs> so, be, and a lot of it is, it, it's not like that team doesn't have talent. They just, when you're, when you're in a groove, you're in a groove. And when you're in a funk, you're in a funk. And now it's sure. almost like we're starting over. And that's kind of, kind of nerve wracking. I'm happy it's happening at home. I, I don't love the fact that it's on a holiday and that it's at five o'clock and the crowd might not be great. Cause if there's one thing we found out about Kamataki, the crowd makes a, a huge difference. So this, this is the things I think about. I, I don't, I don't know. The, the numbers don't matter to me. It's the momentum. <laughs> Well, I don't. I'll, I'll tell you, Dom. I don't know about you if you got to work tomorrow or not, but I know I don't. So I'm going to start my New Year's Eve celebration a little early. I'll have my hey. wife drive, and I'll try to be as rowdy as I possibly can. I uh, I do have to work. I'll probably show up in the middle of the first. I'll get there. <laughs> uh, Drew says I from, be in uniform. Just yeah, warning you, <laughs> that would be awesome. It would be. Yeah. That would be great. Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> Definitely you won't go viral. Lies. That would be great. I know. I know. <laughs> Uh, Drew said from sources here, the Toronto game is still a go that can change very quickly though. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, and the, and why the reason I said that is because if you look at the way the postponements are going right now, it's, it's the cross border issue, right? I mean, there's, and, and you know, maybe I shouldn't have jumped the gun and assumed, but it's just kind of the, the trend right now. Um, you know, hopefully they get it in. I mean, that would be fantastic because again, and the same goes for the NHL. You don't want to have all these games clustered in at the end of the year. Right. You simply don't. But right. sometimes you just can't help it either. So Yeah, because that hey, there's and that goes back kind of into what I was just saying too. There you have all these games piled up at the end of the year. The standings are gonna look nuts. Oh yeah. Right. And then you're gonna have teams who might play really well in that type of situation and might sneak into the playoffs that you didn't think would get in. Or teams you thought were a surefire that can't handle it. Right. Because that's – I mean, it, there are teams that play really well in that type of scenario and teams that don't. Like, look at the New York Rangers, for example. When Shesterkin's not in goal 
their chances of winning is exponentially different. Right. And like there was, there's times early this year they, when they had a road trip that ended in a back to back. And then the second part of the back to back was in Colorado a week and a half before they played. I looked at the schedule. Like we could chalk that up to a schedule loss. There's no way they're going to win that game. I mean, it's, sure. it, it's a statistical impossibility. And there's a ton of teams like that, a ton of teams like that, especially now the, the model of the NHL is kind of like to have for a lot of these teams have two goaltenders. So if you're jamming up your schedule like that, say no, it's really like, we talk, like you talked about earlier, what if, what if you have to play five games in seven days? That's brutal. I mean, right. that's, that's almost criminal. Like that yeah. shouldn't even be allowed. Even if it's not, even if it's four and seven, yeah. that's a lot of hockey, man. That's exactly. That's tough. That's tough. Exactly. And especially you know, when you, like I said, when you factor in travel and, and everything else, but you also brought up a great point about the comments um, and the fact that so far they really haven't been, Overly, I mean, I I would love to see Kevin Ball back. I would love to see Marion Student each back. However, I mean, if you, you look movie at the movie made last night, by the way, yeah, yeah, a couple see. years from now, he stuffs that, guarantee it. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if you did, I don't know if you noticed uh, the Rochester Americans who are in second place in the AHL North pretty much have lost their top line to the, the taxi squad now. Yeah, uh, they've lost their starting goaltender to the taxi squad. Oh, actually, he's playing. Funnest but, name I mean, in hockey, Ukopakalukunen. Ukopakalukunen, love it. It should almost be like a holiday. I know. And he's number one too, which I is know. awesome. Yeah, they <laughs> called up Tyler Krebs too. That's yeah, well, that Peyton hurts Krebs. that team because that kid or Peyton Krebs. I'm Peyton sorry, Krebs, yeah. I mean, that kid's an energizer Krebs? bunny. Yeah, yeah. and, and Alex talks back. Sabers are about yeah. fun. Yeah. Let's think that uh, Jack Eichel trade might start paying off dividends right away. We'll see. What I, we talked about I, I, Krebs in and Tucky. That, that was a good move. I like Tucky yeah. a lot. He's a great yeah, me player. Me too. Local me boy. Too. Shout out Syracuse, New York. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Very cool. Maybe we can get him on the show one day. Yeah, yeah. It would probably have to be the off season, but that's okay. Yeah, one day we'll, we'll work on it. We'll take that. <laughs> well, my friend, I think we got one more thing to talk about this weekend. The Winter Classic is back. Yes, it will be on the frozen tundra of Target Field in Minnesota. Uh, it's going to be the St. Louis Blues versus the Minnesota Wild. Now, I want to ask you, All right. being the big hockey fan that you are, okay, you had the chance to go to this particular Winter Classic, which, by the way, looks like it's going to set a record cold. It's supposed to be minus three degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, all expenses paid for Dom Rio. You got $200 to spend in merchandise, eat all you want, drink all you want. We're paying for your hotel. We're paying for your flight out and back, all transportation costs. But with it being minus three, you have to sit in the upper deck at Target Field. Do you go? In Minnesota? In Minnesota. Oh, I'm going. 100%. (laughs) Because you meet the coolest people in the nosebleeds. (laughs) Right? Because here's the thing, right? If you go, not only are you going to be – not alone up there, but it's probably going to be packed. So everybody up there is going to be having, you're all like a, a, it's like a prison situation. You're all like a joint, like scenario of just problems. You figure it out and it'll be a blast. Like you'll get some drinks in you, maybe a coffee, hot chocolate. You have a blast and you'll get to say you were there, which is cool. You know what I mean? Like where, what what was it? Buffalo when it was snowing. I mean, I would have loved to have been there. Yeah. I would have loved to have been there. It would have been awesome. No, that would be awesome. And, and Minnesota hockey fans are great. You know, they, they know their stuff. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And I'd be able to, again, bring bring up, uh, again, just named him earlier, but friend of the show, scout for that team, Mark Mowers. Mark Mowers. up with him. 
They're like, yeah. hey, can you can you uh can you sneak me in, get me a press pass, something that'd be awesome. <laughs> I was <laughs> see, I, I I knew I knew I could count on you. I thought maybe I'd throw you with the whole upper deck thing. And no. I know you're not a wild fan or a blues fan. I mean, that's gotta be cold <laughs> in Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 I guess well, would they, you go? I would. Yeah. I would. <laughs> I would. Uh. Sure. Why not? All expenses paid. I would. Well, say, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, why not? I guess they got like 40,000 hand warmers they're giving out. 40,000. <laughs> I, I was reading. They actually, I'll get this. It's going to be so cold that they actually have to heat the ice. Can you believe this? Heat the ice. Okay. So because here's... The, ice is, the ice is going to be too cold. <laughs> so Honestly. there's going to be. Who's broadcasting this, by the way? Is it ES, I, like who's doing I think, it? I actually I think it's on TNT. I TNT. Okay, so TNT before the game, you know, if, if they follow suit with NBC Sports and do these great like pregame like video packages and stuff, or maybe during intermission, I'm hoping they have like a like a two or three minute B roll and an explain explanation on how this works because that'll be so interesting. Like that'll be so cool. Absolutely. And it is on TNT. I just looked it up. Cool. And it's Good. a seven o'clock game. So they, they're, they're getting smarter about this because yeah, it's cool having them during the day, but I mean, that's gotta yeah. be brutal with that sun reflecting off the ice, trying to play in that. Cause you recall last year when they did that Lake Tahoe game, you know, and that was a very cool concept. It, it awesome. really was. I mean, it was beautiful. So no one told but, Gary that sun and ice don't mix. But you know, It's like, wait a second. What's Drew Bauer had shades on underneath his yeah. goalie mask. And I, guys running my, into each other. Do I get my skates out or my my swimmies? You know, it, <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that too. I because back to like sitting in the upper deck. That third period is going to be cold. Oh <laughs> man! Oh, and it's yeah, at night. That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh god, the third period is going to be cold. Yeah, Better hope that God they don't go to overtime. Oh, I don't think the players will want to go to overtime. No. <laughs> Like, wait a minute. No, you know Bennington what? will just, he's going to skate right off the ice. He's done. Is it? That's it. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, this is over. This is over. No, thanks. Oh, boy. Uh, well, you know what? I'm, I'm really hoping that someday, someday we hear, because we talked about this a while back, but remember they were supposed to do that game up at Griffiths? Yeah. Hopefully someday we'll get one. I bought tickets to that, uh, a yeah. handful of them. I don't remember if I ever got the money back. I'd really like to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just as long as it's not three below. <laughs> yeah. I'm so I'm not saying I enjoy the cold, but like I work outside for a living, so it doesn't bother me as much from as right. most people would. But if I'm gonna go to a game, I still would like to enjoy it. Yeah. Well, hey, you got a beard, you don't have to worry about it. That, that snow will just gather up there, you'll be all set. I and there's something it's cliche. I hate this. And all the hockey writers say it and everybody on the broadcast always say it, but there's something about watching a hockey game outside. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I don't know definitely. what it is, but it's just it's a special. I don't know. It, it, even if it's like you said I'm not a wild fan or I don't care about either of those teams, but it'll it would be fun to watch. Like it would be awesome. It would. It's just like it's, I mean that's why you know like Mystery Alaska was awesome. Right. True. Yeah. 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 Oh, for sure. <laughs> It would be, I mean, it would be electric. It'd be awesome. You know, it'd be, it'd be, so I'm really hoping they do end up doing that. I was kind of disappointed they didn't announce it this year because I would have yeah. have gone, but whatever. It is what it well, is. Maybe next year. Let's hope for next year. That's all we can do. Getting tired of saying that. That's right. <laughs> Running on three years now almost. Well, so. you know, what do, they, what do they always say? Next year's a charm? I don't know. Right. And it's <laughs> at least the benefit now is like, 
we have the team in a contract till yeah no right <laughs> it's like yeah guaranteed. yeah <laughs> <laughs> not going anywhere yeah. we don't we don't have to deal with oh surprise <laughs> right 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 that's why i feel for some of these people in bit like i i shared one of our articles i think it was the hl group and some guy from binghamton just lit oh, into me man he was mad did you see that yes yeah yeah it's probably happening dude. to you too. I, yeah yo. i'm like wow bro i'm like dude like, I was gonna, I, I, I was gonna comment back to him, and be like, "This is a bad time." But like, if you have any Binghamton Devil stuff you want to get rid of, uh, I give you my address. You can send it to me. Don't I'll pay the shit address. Don't yeah, do I'll, it. Pay, I'll pay. The, I'll open a PO box. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, hey there, sports history fan. This is Arnie Chapman, aka the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. With every race, every qualifying run, and every pit stop, Tim Coffeen would feel the pressure and excitement. With his own podcast on the Sports History Network called Tim Coffeen Talks IndyCar and Racing History... Tim will share those very same racing emotions and memories with his listeners. Learn, laugh, and enjoy the world of IndyCar racing through the eyes of Tim Coffeen. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.